Welcome to the European CME Forum podcast. European CME Forum is a not-for-profit organization that promotes multi-channel discussion on matters relating to European and global CME CPD. My name is Eugene Pozniak. I'm the program director of European CME Forum. In today's episode, Lawrence Sherman, Kathy Chapel, Trevor Gibbs, and Mark Westwood present highlights from a plenary session held during last year's 13th annual meeting of the European CME Forum. The focus of today's episode is, why do we do what we do? First, we hear from Trevor Gibbs of Amy. And already previous speakers have talked about the, the push through of online learning. And we, we were sort of sitting back and saying, well, you know, we'll get there, we'll do it. We're good at online, in, online learning. Actually, we're not. And I do appreciate the previous comments about the real desperate need now to evaluate that online learning to see whether, in fact, what we're doing is actually going to be any effect. I don't mean the short, how was it for you, lower Kirkpatrick level, but what effect has it had on our communities? What effect has it had on our healthcare? We actually live in an incredibly dynamic world, a dynamic world of change. We've moved from informative learning, um, telling people to much more formative learning, which is more about sharing and caring. And I think we've now gone into this transformative world where not only do we need to demonstrate that we know something, but we can actually put that into the real world, the showing element of medical education. And I call it medical education, but really it's health professions education. It applies to all the professions. And lo and behold, what came on top of all that was the technology enhanced learning. Wow, you know, in the last 10 years, look at the technology that has changed this whole concept of what we hope the student hope the students learn and the methods that we get to for them to learn that so we're changing i'm old enough to remember old-fashioned cme which was a bums on seats excuse me for the french bums on seats uh, activity where we just got a points for attending somewhere where most of the time we fell asleep or after our lunch it's not that now. CPD, we should almost throw away, the, I think, the concept of CME. It's got to be CPD. And there's some wonderful examples now of how one structures um, CPD depending on the needs of the population. And again, another thing that came out of uh, earlier talks was about needs analysis. It's not just needs analysis in terms of the the recipient, i.e. The the, the, those who are being educated, but it's a needs analysis of the real world. It's a needs analysis as we move forward with the high instance of non-communicative diseases, etc. So that's very, very important we do that. Lawrence Sherman. Which is the learning science need and, and how we need to think as educators. And one of the things you and I have talked about a lot is how we can help the, the CPD community who don't necessarily have the learning science background or, or the tie-in to understanding of the postgraduate and the undergraduate. But I think you also hit the really important point that Mark, who's up next, is, can also reflect on, which is we're creating a different kind of learner, right? The curricula have to change. So last year at 12 ECF, Eugene had done more 
there. And Don talked about preparing the master adaptive learner where the student, the learner, the, the professional now is trained when a question arises in clinical practice, they, they know where to look for the education and they're encouraged to look for the education and are tracked through what did they look at? How did they process it? What did they do with it? And what was the result? So I think it's all part of the continuum. And I hope that's what the, the folks who are tuning in here are really getting out of that. Mark Westwood. So we all continue to learn. We need more evidence. There's new techniques, thinking about lifelong learning, new areas keep emerging. It's not surprising if every 18 months, the amount of medical knowledge or facts doubles, and that's not going to slow down. That is going to continue. And stuff changes, that is usually incremental, but occasionally you get something seismic that just ruptures everything. And we're right in the middle of that now. COVID has just absolutely changed everything. If we think about a hospital in terms of lifelong learning, it's full of teaching. So hospitals, they go from informal teaching, which would be ward rounds, teaching people in outpatients through local formal teaching, regional teaching, and right up to the super regional, national and international teaching, where perhaps traditionally we'd have said CPD, but I think the whole concept of how we learn and how we educate really has to fundamentally change. Just to add to that complexity, curricula are undergoing a fairly major transformation. What you find with medical curricula, and it's true of any curricula, to be honest, is that they get written, they get modified about every five to seven years or so, and then every 15 to 20 years, a great big change comes along, and we're about to embark on one of those. So what do we currently have? Well, most curricula are based on competency. You attain that competency, just to give you an example, in cardiology, there are 32 of these and you need to have evidence that you've attained all of these. They're signed off by somebody who's supervising you and you can use a combination of CPD learning events, workplace assessment, examinations, etc., etc. Where are we heading in the future? Well, we're moving from competency to something called capability on trusted professional activities. The difference is subtle but real. It's what would you trust this person to do? So let's go on a little learning exercise because let's think about something simple like making a pot of tea. So I need water, tea, milk, and what do I do afterwards? I've listed there in terms of competencies, it would say can boil water in kettle, can put leaves in pot. Bear with me, I know this is a bit kind of silly, but in terms of capabilities or entrustable professional activities, you can see it's about manages the appropriate use of leaves in teapot, manages tidying up. You can see the word manage comes in. The distinction is clear, but is subtle. And that's the way it's all going. So what you will find is if you, when you do your needs analysis, going one step back from that, you won't see competencies soon. You'll see entrustable professional activities and you'll see the whole thing just changing ever so subtly. But that does slightly change the way that you think about things. Moving into the real world rather than a world of making cups of tea, this is what it's going to look like in cardiology fairly soon. This is the proposed British curriculum. There is a published European version as well. Kathy Chapel. You know, my passion about team-based education really is somewhat about connecting the dots across. And regardless of whether you're a physician or you're a nurse or you're a pharmacist or whatever profession you're in, 
um, the, the themes related to team-based education are so critical. And Trevor mentioned common standards for uh, educators. Mark mentioned, you know, entrustable um, competencies and entrustable uh, activities. I would say that kind of those common core elements for all healthcare practitioners and everybody who's in the healthcare environment are really around team-based competencies. So, you know, as a cardiologist, you may have specific skills or a content area, but those um, themes that, that go across professions and really across the care continuum of being able to communicate well with others, being able to escalate up the chain of command as needed, um, collaborating, respecting and valuing each profession are so critical. And I think we need to um, embed those. And, and schools and universities are doing a good job and moving into the postgraduate um, space and into CPD. But I think we need to continue to reinforce that. Uh, I think and I hope that the takeaways from this are there's a lot of us that are involved in CPD that come from very, very different backgrounds and have very, very different skill sets. So maybe uh, the takeaway should be we should all, as Steve uh, talked about in his breakout session, use this as our CPD where we learn from, with and about each other. And I know sometimes in the CPD world, in some of these meetings, we view each other as competitors rather than colleagues. But I think the sharing of best practices from, with, and about each other and sharing an understanding of the perspectives of the different folks involved are important. And I think some of the things that came through from Kathy's talk, Mark's talk, and Trevor's talk uh, really resonated with me. And I hope, hope, hope that they were they resonated with you. That was Lawrence Sherman, Kathy Chapel, Trevor Gibbs, and Mark Westwood discussing why do we do what we do? If you would like to learn more about this topic, you can now register for the 14th annual meeting and gain access to the complete archive of last year's 13th annual European CME Forum, consisting of all the plenary and workshop sessions with over 18 hours of CME CPD content from a faculty of 70 experts in European and global CME. More information on the upcoming 14th Annual European CME Forum and this year's JECME Special Collection can be found on our website, cmeforum.org. Thank you for listening and join us for more episodes as we explore all things CME CPD.